Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. WWE changed their plans, but actually it was good this time. I am Luca in DAD. I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. I'm joined by your Quizzlemania champion and your Jam That champion. That bitch. Sorry, I, I, I jumped over your thing. It's quite all right. I just have so many gimmicks. It's too many gimmicks. Arguably too many. I'd say, I, I don't even think it's arguably. Mm. I think factually. It's yeah. too many gimmicks. Factually. Yeah, well, let's not add another one. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, no, let's get enough. that. Uh, Tempest, you're also joining us. Uh, we are all three thirds of the Blackpool Content Club here on the Wrestle Podcast channel. Thank you so much for joining us. Please do press the subscribe button if you are new here. Give us a little thumbs up as well. It's greatly appreciated. And let us know in the comments down below what you thought of WWE changing their plans. Now, just before we started recording here, uh, Tempest was getting a little bit uh, cross at me because uh, I did not know who a football lad was uh, mm -hmm. on Dynamite last uh, on Thursday night, Wednesday night. Um, and the only reason I was actually being very pithily annoyed at him is because he distracted from the Moxley Lee Moriarty match and then looked like he was embarrassed to be there when the Jericho cut a promo and he literally went oh god don't look at me don't <laughs> let anyone see that I'm here so I, I had a bit of a bad taste in my mouth for him but then you said I didn't give enough praise I, I thought it was like the best thing on the show and I said it's it was not a great that you thing. didn't give praise it was when Rick Ross comes up in the AEW review and both you and Ollie are just like yeah, this this music man. This, yeah, this, this music this, man. That's what he this, is. So some someone named Rick Ross was there. He's a music man named Rick Ross. Like I, I what, did I say anything factually incorrect? No, but he it is the tone. <laughs> <laughs> the tone with which you said it. It's the it's the. I feel like the 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 levity that was given for Rick Ross was similar to many of the other hip hop talents that have been on AEW. When I believe Rick Ross is like. Probably among the real big rap stars they've had on Dynamite in the past. I just think you need to put a little bit more respect Look, on Rick Ross's name. When they bring in Charlie Tuna, like we'll have a chat. Like when they <laughs> when they when they bring in Rob Van Winkle, then we'll have a chat. Like that's when they bring. That's the actual. That's your A level talent right there. That's right. See, see that's the thing. It, it's so wild because we have our, our opinions about so many different things on so many shows. Like there was a thing where Kenny Omega did the Megalovania entrance and there were lots of people in the office being like, the hell is this? And I'm sitting there going like, this is amazing. This is the best entrance ever. Um, but we just have different opinions on different things. Exactly. And we just, 
We just need to make sure that we're not saying things as factual and being like, no one knows who they are, because a lot of people do. Yeah. No one knows who that bad bunny is. Yeah, no, no that one was going to say, yeah, like, is. I think oh. anyone who was having that real bad faith take of like, well, no one knows, no one's ever heard of bad bunny. It's like, I mean, I, I think I said in the room, she was like, well, I've never heard of him, but I, yeah. I know that he's famous. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I, I can't tell you a single song that the man has done, but no, I know that he's a he's a popular lad. Mm. I've never seen an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. But Kim Kardashian is famous. <laughs> I can I can tell you that for a fact. Is she? WrestleMania 24 hostess Kim Kardashian. Uh, was she? Yep. God. Was she? Yep. Crikey. Was she on the show? She was. Was she really? Yep. Huh. 24. Cena Michaels or Cena Triple H? Neither. That's 22 and 23. What's 24 then? Does that 20... take a take a edge? Yeah. Okay. Here. Yeah. Kim, what else Ka- wild? Kim Kardashian's in I've the back. I've seen that show. Kim Kardashian <laughs> announces the uh, the Money in the Bank ladder no, match. No, she does She goes back. Tempest, and, don't make stuff up. She here. goes back and forth with Mr. Kennedy. No, she doesn't. What she she announces the attendance in the building. Absolute bullshit. I'm not having this on this show whatsoever. Insert the clip. <laughs> we don't have a clip. Insert the clip. Absolute lies. She oh had God. a back and forth with Mr. <laughs> Kennedy. Come on now. Yeah? I've seen that show once, but I have seen it. Should we talk about what we're supposed to talk about on this show? Yeah, I suppose we can do. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but anyways, we were... Five minutes in. <laughs> well, I mean, we could just continue talking about this. <laughs> this is the tangent show. This That's is true. The, this That's is the true. tangent show. And the reason I brought it up is because you were then annoyed at me by that, and then you were like, oh, hey, oh, hey there, fella. Oh, like, you know, I wear my crown like this deal, and I, do you know who this might be a reference to, eh? And I knew that it was a biggie small thing. You're like, because you're a rap reference, and already know a lot about rap theory. And I was like, well, it's because it gets to about 2003, and then I stop. It's like 50 cent, and I'm done, mm-hmm. um, apart from Jurassic 5. But you, you wanted to ask Pete what his uh, big rap yes. takes were. Mm. Pete, we need to go through your biggest rap legends and the rappers that you're most in- anticipating being on Dynamite. <laughs> see, see, see un- unfortunately, uh, the biggest rap artist that I have listened to ever is Eminem. Uh, I've which, heard of him. Which, you know, if he, if he used he, to be good. If he was on Dynamite, I'd have said, I know who that lad is. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big name to get right there. He's a movie star. Yeah. Um, he was an eight mile. Sure was. Yeah. Won an Oscar. Awesome he, he was Didn't good go. for as well. Yeah. yeah. Dropped some mum spaghetti on himself. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 50 Cent, I, I used to listen to mm-hmm. quite a lot. Um, uh, Jay Z um, is an, another man that I have listened to. Dr. Dre. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. If, if Dr. Dre was in the crowd, I'd yeah. be like, oh, dang. I know who that is. It's Dr. Dre yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and here's a, a lesson I want, but I'd like to shout him out anyway. Akala, who's very good. Um, they they do some very good stuff. They're 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 great. The thing is, I don't. I'm not a, the the biggest fan of uh, the, the the rapping and the hip hop. Um, like like I do like it. <laughs> this is the whitest. Show. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. This is the whitest. The rapping. The, the rapping and and the hip hop. Name drop Vanilla Rice. But I also said Vanilla Rice's shoot yeah. name. Yeah. That's how um, white this show is. But like I I enjoy it. I enjoy music from pr- pretty much any genre. But I always like music to have meaning. And I feel like a lot of like mainstream rap and hip hop is very like bad. But it's why I don't really listen to chart music and like pop music and stuff because it's like this is designed just to to be catchy hmm. and make money. And I like stuff that have like meaning behind it. So I really enjoy like rap and hip hop that has like meaning and like personal stuff behind it. So I really like Akala. He's great. Um, but yeah, so that's why. It, 
yeah. Well, do, do you know what's great and has meaning behind it, Pete? Is it the bloodline? It is the bloodline. Yeah. What a segue. We got on topic. I was I was holding on to that one when you said it's really good, and I was like, "There's that's my jumping off yeah. point." Yeah. Um. So we wanted to talk about this because. I mean, I just we love the bloodline stuff at the moment, right? God, it's so good. It's interesting because I said this on the Dynamite review. Um, my big issue I have with Dynamite at the moment is that it doesn't have a hot story right now. It hasn't got their big angle that's making you go like, "Oh man, gotta tune in next week to see what the 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 next chapter of this story is." Probably could get there with the MJF stuff. Could but get then you there. Were like it wasn't on TV this week. Yeah, like maybe like that. But even then, I feel like it's it's good, but it's not like the oh man, it's so so great. And it's got like the wrestling world kind of talking about it. Whereas I think the Bloodline stuff does. I think the, like everyone is super duper into this this Bloodline thing, right? And it's it's mad because like everyone is like riding this really high wave of positivity for WWE right now. Mm. But arguably, this is the only good storyline in WWE right now because the Bray Wyatt stuff is just bubbling in the background. Mm -hmm. It's currently not really a story. It's just a thing that people are tuning in SmackDown to see what happens next. Mm -hmm. But we haven't got like a feud. We haven't got story. Like you know, you kind of see what I mean. Mm -hmm. So I'm, yeah. to separate the two out, it's still chapter one. It's still yeah. chapter one. Whereas yeah. like the Bloodline thing is really going on. But like Raw's got nothing. Raw's got Loomis and Miz. <sighs> Bianca and Bailey, which has really run its course, and the Miz and Loomis thing has madly run its course oh, yeah. as well. Ran its course the second week. That might just be me, but yeah. Look, I, I saw the thumbs down ratio that for Pete's video that he did on Tuesday when he said he didn't like a thing, and it's the same thumbs down ratio I got when I said I didn't like it. So I'm not I'm not chiming in on this one anymore. I just said it didn't make sense, and it was <laughs> it was well funny as well. Not to not to rag on people or anything. Bunch of comments before the stream went live of people being like, you know. Pete sucks. This opinion sucks. Whoever made this thumbnail sucks, etc. I, I did the live stream and I did a joke at the start, being like, "And everyone agrees with me that this didn't make sense. <laughs> Everyone's in unison about this." And then I started explaining my point of view and why I thought it didn't make sense and why I wasn't a huge fan of it. And I just glanced at the chat after I said what I said and I saw three comments in a row. People and you're like, "Damn, Pete's spitting facts right now." I'm like. <laughs> That's why you should listen first. People do agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been dealing with all that nonsense since the NXT review. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. God, yeah. Whatever. Like, you know, I, I could feel bad for trolling you all those times when I kept popping up in the chat to be like, oh, this index story is awesome. <laughs> Your problem now. You got to review the show. Yeah, well, you know, Indy Hartwell's not there yet. 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 But anyway, like, so I think that the Bloodline thing is really the only good storyline in WWE right now but hot dang, is it the best storyline mm. in WWE right now? Like, oh, yeah. like the best in wrestling is like the best thing going at the moment, and its central characters barely there. I know. It's, but it's it only a, enhances the story because he's not there. Exactly. And then the weeks when he's not there, like he was on Raw. Yeah. Like, uh, this week. Yeah. Roman was on Raw this week, and I was actively annoyed. That the rest of the bloodline weren't there. Yeah. I was like, you're the least interesting thing in this story. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where's Sammy? Boo Roman. Where's Sammy? Where's where's my Jay Uso? Mm. Where's my Jimmy Uso and Sammy Zayn interactions? That's what I'm tuning into the bloodline stuff for. They were so, at Waffle House. Oh, they were at Waffle House, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, you know, too busy to show up for work. Mm. It, it says a lot if Roman's the one that's showing <laughs> up for work. Um, so kind of to, to kick things off a little bit, uh, and I know you guys have talked about this a lot because mm. you do the, the SmackDown review, but sort of like in intimation, like why do you love this story so much right now? One word, layers. 
that it, that's the reason why I love the story. Like, like an onion. Like an onion. Like, like Shrek. Uh, yep. Everybody uh, loves cake. Cakes have layers. Ogres are not like cakes. Um, yeah. Uh, layers. Uh, the characters are all individual. They're interacting. They have their own unique motivations. And we see those motivations play out week on week. And people, they are creating conflicts and tension, which is the basis of any story ever where you need to have some sort of conflicts. And each of these characters have their own interweaving, conflicting motivations and stories. And it plays out on week-to-week television in a simple, logical way. And then it takes a little turn in the story that you weren't expecting, where you have the, you know, the, the reveal of the honorary Usami Zayn, or you have the, the reveal like... money segment. Oh, it's so good. Or like the reveal from last week's SmackDown, where you have the, we're going to call him Sammy Uso, you know, not feeling very Usi, you know, that segment... You just have these, like, it just continues every week, and you're in anticipation of the next turn, the next zag in the story. And then when you get that, you're like, oh, it was really good, because it's been built up to for so long, and you're invested in what these characters are trying to achieve and seeing how they achieve that. And then they take you in the next direction, and then you keep, you're invested in the next bit, and then week on week it bubbles away, and then you get the next direction in the story. And it just, it's just perfect. It's a bunch of characters interacting with... Unique and interesting motivations. It's real simple, like, but it's so good. The Usi thing, I think, is a, is an interesting point to this. In that, that was something that Sami Zayn said in a promo, and that got over. Mm. Like, you know, like you're not being really Usi right now. Yeah, and it's kind of in the same way of like Sizzamy Daddy Ass, where mm-hmm. like the crowd have just embraced it. But like WWE have shown incredible restraint not to really drive that into the ground, which yet. is yet, which they are, you know, have been known to do. And like in fairness, like when. Matt Riddle and Elias had their segment and, uh, you know, he had his bongos. He was like, do you want to hit my bong? And that's what I call my bongos. And it's like, oh, that was a really funny line. And then they did the exact same joke the week after. It was like, okay, right, we've already driven this into the ground. But they've shown real restraint with the UC thing to this point. I mean, unless you you disagree. So far. It's 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 been less than a week. They haven't been on the show since. I I feel like the UC thing's been going on longer than that, hasn't it? Nope. It just was last week's Smackdown. Is it really just last week's yeah. Smackdown? Yeah. yeah. It's been one Raw since then. In which the Usos and Sami Zayn weren't there. In which the crowd were repeatedly chanting Usi, and Roman Reigns had to acknowledge it a couple of times to be like, okay, enough of the Usi stuff, let's move on. Really? Yeah, I no. thought they'd done it on two Smackdowns. Nah, oh, well, blow me one. down. Yeah. I, honestly, I really thought that they had actually done this way less. Or way more, rather. No, it's just the ones. So in which case, just then? That segment. So, I mean, what for you, then? What is it about this is working for you? I don't know that I can boil it down to like one word like Pete did, but there are so many reasons why I think this is great. I think it is because we have several fully defined characters and I am interested in seeing the interactions between each and every character. So it's not like I'm waiting for just one thing, whether that one thing is an interaction between Sammy and Jay or Sammy and Roman. I'm just as interested to see what happens when Paul Heyman and Jey Uso talk, when Sammy and Solo talk, when Sammy and Jimmy talk, when any of these characters interact whatsoever, I am captivated. I think they've done a fantastic job of establishing each and every character having their own distinct viewpoint on this ongoing storyline and thus having very distinct interactions with one another. Like the rea- the interactions and the relationships between every single character in this faction are all totally different from one another and that 
me that makes it so every single segment can be distinct and be unique. And I love that. I've talked a lot about like the subtlety of the storytelling in the bloodline characters and in the bloodline storyline over the last couple of years. I go back a lot to the uh, Jimmy Uso calling out Cesaro story from uh, like two years ago at this point, year and a half ago, maybe where Jimmy Uso calls out Cesaro and he's cutting this promo on the ramp. And meanwhile, you see behind him, you see Roman and Jay and Paul Heyman all making faces and just letting their body language tell the story without the commentators or somebody having to be like, oh, there's trouble in paradise. Oh, things aren't quite right here. And really making it melodramatic. They've done such a good job of letting the performers actually perform form in a realistic way and yeah it's soap opera storytelling it's over the top because it has to be it has to be sort of this pantomime type thing because it's wrestling but it feels very realistic at the same time i just think they've done such a good job telling this story and honestly probably the biggest part of all of it is that I think they are walking the line perfectly between the level of predictability that you want out of wrestling where there are things here where everybody is expecting them to turn on Sammy or turn on Jay, or there's going to be a blow up between Sammy and Jay, but you have no idea how they're going to get there. Or when. Or when. Mm. And that is the perfect thing because to me, like the best examples of that type of storytelling are like the elite breaking up with Hangman Page where you tuned into Dynamite every single week to see maybe this is the week that it happens. And maybe something like Batista and Evolution where you knew one of these weeks Batista and Evolution were going to turn on each other, but you didn't quite know when. This to me is like the latest of that type of storyline where you tune in every single week and see maybe this is the week they turn on Sammy. Maybe this is the week they turn on Jay. And then you get something like the honorary Oos segment where it looks like you're going to be turning on Sammy and you're like, no, no, I don't want it to be the week. I want it to keep going. And then you get that. They swerve you a little bit and it's just so wonderfully done. It subverts your expectations at every turn while still stringing you along for what you imagine is still going to eventually happen. There was a, a comment that had been left, I think it was in the live chat on, on one of the videos that really jumped out to me. And I, I wanted to get your take on this, Pete, which is that someone said, man, I can't believe WrestleTalk loved this storyline so much. This is literally basic storytelling. Yeah. They're, like, they're like praising this like it's the greatest thing ever, but it's just basic fundamental storytelling. It's almost like that's what we've been asking for for like 10 years. And I think that's kind of the point, right? Isn't it? Yeah. It's like because like we don't get a lot of this in wrestling. No. And, you know, we're all like movie fans and stuff. So we go to the pictures and we watch movies at home where we're like, oh, look, that's basic storytelling and that's really good. Or like, oh man, I, I can't believe they did this and that was a really good thing. It doesn't happen a lot in wrestling. Mm. So when it does happen like this and you get to say things like well-rounded characters, dimensional, mm. you've got to say uh, late, like and all this sort of stuff it's like it is yeah it's basic storytelling but it's doing it basic storytelling very well and and that's the thing the storytelling doesn't have to be complicated because that's when you get into overbooking territory and too many swerves and let's swerve the fans and blah 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 the the characters and their motivations should be complex and have layers but the storytelling should be basic that is the perfect line that they're riding right now in that every step of the story is logical and simple and just a small step forward every time. But it is a step forward every time. And then some steps are bigger, some are smaller. But the 
the layers and the motivations of all the characters are more complicated. And that is when you can dive into, what did Roman mean when he made this facial expression here? What's his ulterior motive for saying this thing? Because it's not, it's subtext. It's not completely superficial. The storytelling is simple, but the actual layers underneath that storytelling are more complicated. And that, it's just, it's so perfect. I know. It's what, so easy. I know authors that use subtext and they're all cowards. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that. Um, I, I, sorry. sorry uh, just one thing that, that uh, you mentioned that I wanted to pick up on, saying that it, is, it felt very realistic for all the characters. I think, and you still mentioned it, it is kind of soap, soap opera and pantomime and stuff. And I think these characters are very over the top and exaggerated because they're wrestling characters, but all of their motivations feel logical for those characters, for the world that they've created in wrestling in WWE. The actions that these characters are taking feel like they would happen in this world. Cause when you have stuff that jars with motivations, it kind of takes you out of it, of the world of WWE. You can't immerse yourself into the form of media. And when you have, you know, there's other, movies and things like that where you just have character motivations that don't make sense and things and you just kind of get pulled out and be like wait why is he doing this this doesn't make any sense what were the writers thinking when they did this and then you're pulled out of the actual like world that they've built you're looking at it as a piece of media whereas the perfect thing is when you immerse yourself into the world they've created and in the world of wwe the bloodline makes perfect sense and all their motivations completely track it's the thing i think that AEW have missed a bit with this year um, you kind of talked about how like it's it's just basic logic storytelling, and it's it's taking step forward and never taking any steps back. Mm. Um, I was really enjoying. I was really getting on board with the Daniel Garcia mm. split from JAS yeah. and yeah. that battle of am I a sports entertainer? Am I a pro wrestler? The only reason it jumped in is because you mentioned, you know, like sometimes you get into this overbooking thing and doing the swerve for a sake of a swerve. And I feel like the, the Danny Garcia thing, we just took one massive step back. God, yeah. mm -hmm. For whatever yeah. reason, we were going on a really simple, logical story here of a guy that was in a sports entertainment group was actually a pro wrestler. He's the ROH pure champion. And now the sports entertainer has won the ring of honor world championship. It's trying to make it a sports entertainment thing. So he splits away from that group. And then you build to pure champion versus ROH champion at the ROH pay-per-view unifying those belts, which is what his idol Danielson had previously done. Like, it's a really simple story. And somewhere along the way, TK was like, ah, I think I'm going to do something different. So Daniel Garcia is now just back in JAS. And now he's just back in that group. And it feels like none of that stuff ever happens. Yeah. And that's a deeply frustrating thing as a fan. To the point where, you know, I'm watching Dynamite this week, and I didn't even really register that Garcia was at ringside yep. during uh, the match with Colt Cabana. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. I, I agree. I think my, my big thing as well with a lot of the different things that we've mentioned to this point where yes it's basic simple storytelling but the reason that like basic simple storytellers and stories work and keep working is because they work they are simple everybody can understand them and you see so often in wrestling things motivation storylines that you as a human being could never relate to ever I can't relate to Shinsuke Nakamura just wanting to be the king and wanting to wear a crown and steal it from the wacky dude. You're wearing a crown right now. I know, but I'm that bitch. I'm not the king. There's a difference. <laughs> oh, very sorry. Different. Very it's different. not that king. Yeah. 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 
But that sort of weird storytelling that only happens in wrestling, so much of wrestling storytelling is just totally unrelatable. So when you get into the bloodline story, now, no, you're not necessarily going to relate to Roman Reigns, but that's okay. He's the villain of this story. You're not supposed to. You look at the actual relatable characters in this story and the bits that have people emotionally connected with this story and it's Jay Uso saying I'm representing my family my family I would bleed for my family I have bled for my family and you get uh, Sami Zayn on the other side of things being the guy who has now been accepted by this group of people and you get everybody else do they actually like him? Do they not? Jey Uso coming out and saying, nobody here likes you. I'm just the one to say it. <laughs> there are loads of people who will have had that conversation with a friend group in their life. Yep. Mm -hmm. That we don't actually like you and I'm just the one to say it. That is a totally relatable human element to this story that so often we do not have in wrestling. That yeah. you can't get from Dexter Loomis and The Miz. Yeah. You know, just to pick one out of a hat. But it is relatable. You can you can relate to the characters involved and therefore form a, an emotional connection with these guys beyond them just being your favorite wrestlers and wanting them to do well. Mm. It's just, again, another layer to all of this that is told through basic storytelling, but it's basic storytelling that works. Which brings us to our central talking point that we had for this episode, maybe 20 minutes in. Um, 25. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's about the story that came out earlier this week through uh, from WrestleVotes um, mm -hmm. while speaking with uh, Gimme Sports, which is talking about Kevin Owens' involvement in this. Because when Triple H took over, <clears throat> one of the first things he started was Kevin Owens getting involved with bloodline activities. He just said, Kevin Owens is cool again. He's yeah. going to powerbomb Ezekiel, and then he's cool again. Murdered Ezekiel, there you go. brought back Elias, and yep. now he's cool again. Yep. And he is going to be getting into a few with Roman Reigns. He literally had a promo segment with Roman Reigns. Brought up multiple times that mm -hmm. he should be the Universal Champion at this point. That reign should have stopped way long ago, and it should have been stopped by me. So they were gearing up with him. And also, they were gearing up towards him doing some stuff with Sami Zayn and trying to point out Sami Zayn, you're the best wrestler on the planet. Why are you acting like this goofball within the bloodline? And that felt like a very logical and simple step to this story, particularly when they've got war games coming mm. up at the end of this month. Like we, I mean, my thought was going to be like, oh, cool, it'll be the bloodline versus Kevin Owens and friends. It'll be like Kevin, Drew, and you know, whoever the hell. Like it'll be a bunch of like good guys, right? Madcap Moss. Madcap Mad Moss. Uh, Elias. <laughs> I was bound to be Madcap Moss. Who else could it possibly be? I don't know. This Ricochet. Part. That would be good. Ricochet would be one of them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Seamus. Team good lads. Yeah. Like versus the, against the bloodline. However, this report that's from WrestleVote is that Owens was pegged to be involved with Sammy and the Bloodline, but that's white hot right now. Those plans, from what I've been told, are definitely pushed back, but they're not off because the plan is for Kevin Owens to be with Sami Zayn. Whatever they had planned for Owens is totally on pause because of this stuff with Sammy, uh, because this stuff with Sammy doesn't come around often. This was supposed to be a, a little three, four week comedy deal, and it's getting big. This is WWE looking at the audience reaction to Sami Zayn in the bloodline, I, surely like that segment in particular when they looked like they were going to kick him out of the group. And I was like, do you know what? Let's put a pause on here. We'll still do this. 
But let's run with this for now mm -hmm. because this is working. Let's see how big it can get. Let's see how big it can get. I kind of feel, it, as an AEW comparison, it is Sesame Daddy Ass. They split Daddy Ass away from the acclaimed and they were like, actually, no, that was kind of getting hot. Like, we should just put them back together and just see what we get from that. And they did, and it's worked dividends for them in the end. So this is an example of WWE changing plans, arguably for the better mm -hmm. in a way like and that's it's weird because like we've always said that as a negative thing but this feels like it's a this is a the right thing to do at this point i i don't think that changing plans is always a bad thing it always felt like there were very abrupt changes in plans it was very much a this thing hasn't been given a chance and Vince man has gone ah let's tear up the script don't want to do that anymore with not much reason or substance behind it in this case this is not being too attached to a plan you already had for example, just going to throw it out there, Roman Reigns being crowned at WrestleMania. That happened so many times because that's what Vince wanted to do. And tons of other stuff got sacrificed by the wayside that could have been huge because they were too adamant to stick to their plan of no, Roman Reigns has to be the guy. We can't have anyone else. Roman Reigns has to be the guy. In this case, they've had a plan. They wanted to do Kevin Owens feuding with the bloodline, but they've gone, actually... We can do that later. We've got something else that's brewing right now instead of sticking to their guns going, no, we're too attached to this Kevin Owens idea that we really want to do. That is a really good thing. That is reacting to your fans and listening to your fans. That is something that we have asked WWE to do <laughs> for so long. Yeah, but they said they were going to do that in 2018. Like they, was, they, it 20, was it 2018? Yeah, they, yeah. they said yeah. to us, they we're, were, like, we're, 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 we're the authority now. We're, the authority we're listening now. to you guys. Yeah, uh, It's taken them four years <laughs> to unlock their ears, but they are listening <laughs> the changing now. Changing of the guard. Yeah. Uh, but they are. this is genuinely reacting to your audience and seeing what works and what doesn't. And in this case, this is really working. So just run with it. And I think it is a case of being aware of that line of let's not run this into the ground because WWE has a track record of doing mm -hmm. that, but just listening and just seeing like, okay, you like this thing. We'll do a bit more of it. They still like this thing. Let's keep going. Oh, wow. They're still reacting positively. All right, let's keep going. And they keep going until you start to see, or you should be able to see in advance, when fans will turn off from this thing. And that's where you conclude the story, or you take it in a different direction. And this being able to adapt to it is such a positive sign that I cannot praise enough. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Tempest. Wonderful. Like, yeah, I think you kind of covered it because so often we will either see in recent years Vince McMahon just tear up the script and change plans every week because, to be honest, he was old and senile. And the other side of that being an unwillingness to adapt the story, whether that be Roman Reigns being coronated at WrestleMania or whether that be Randy Orton versus Batista and having to literally be forced into including Daniel Bryan. No, 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 that. no, no. That was that was always the plan from <laughs> from, from, from that SummerSlam last. Uh-huh. Was, I know. So, so from the Shameless 18 second squash, that was always yeah, the plan. Yeah, yeah. I Apparently. didn't realize that Road Dog was sitting at this table. <laughs> yeah. Promise, you're not big brained enough yeah. to see the foresight yeah. that Vince and his creative team had. Yeah. That being said, I think this is. I'm kind of of two minds of this because I do think that getting away from the Kevin Owens thing has left uh, Roman Reigns without a viable next challenger during this period of time. We've got Logan Paul and everything for this weird little side side arc that we've got. He, for he's got Saudi he's got Arabia. a side quest. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. yeah, the filler arc that is Saudi Arabia. Yeah, but otherwise, I don't know what we do after that fact. But I do think that that is worth putting on the back burner a little bit. I'd maybe like a little bit of a tease here and there of Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn stuff in the meantime. But even still, that will probably come a few months from now. Mm-hmm. Maybe when we get closer to like WrestleMania season, I don't know. That would be my guess, but if we're just riding a wave to see how big this Sami Zayn bloodline thing could get, we're only a few months away from WrestleMania season. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that this doesn't just get bigger and bigger to the point that Sami Zayn wins the Royal Rumble? I was going to say, like, Sami in the Rumble is a really interesting thing, particularly, like, if, I don't know, if Solo's in the Rumble as mm-hmm. well. Like, there's some really interesting... There's multiple things that can Jay be done. Uso gets in the Rumble. And it's going to be like, yeah, all four of them yeah. go in a single competitor. Final four. Solo, Jay, Jimmy, <laughs> Sammy. <laughs> do it! Maybe don't do that, but damn it, that would be cool. Solo, yeah. Jay, Sammy, and Cody Rhodes. Oh, no, and there's your final four, guys, and they fight over. Guys, they fight with each other. It's the Rock. It's though. the Rock. Though, it's isn't the it? Rock. Like yeah. I still think that is what our WrestleMania plan is. Yeah, like, probably. I, I think like yeah. there was that report that Triple H, you know, he has scrapped a lot of Vince stuff, pretty much all of the Vince stuff. Mm. But the one thing that he is sticking with is 
Rock and Roman yeah. at WrestleMania. I think you could still do that. I just think you can have somebody else win the Royal Rumble and have Roman wrestle both nights. I genuinely, I would, I would probably do that. I, yeah. I, I, I think that Roman really needs to get rid of one of the belts. I think I see, it, it is, it is do, weighing though. him down a little bit, and it is kind of forcing a lot of storylines into one I, place. Honestly, yeah. like you're right. Like it's he does need to get rid of one of them, but I cannot see a good logical storyline mm. as to why only one of the belts is being defended. I mean, we've he, talked about he's carrying this a two lot. belts. Yeah, but it's called it's one belt now. Yeah, well, it's called the undisputed. Yeah. Well, they screwed universe. the pooch on that, didn't they? Just well, undo course, that. Yeah, yeah, Just well, undo that. Problem. Well, that was <laughs> they screwed the pooch. They booked themselves to a corner, and now yeah. they're like, I I can't see a good way. That is, a, when I say good, satisfying way that only one of the belts is defended in a match. Because also, it massively telegraphs. It's just our way of getting one of the belts off Roman. And I don't think that that's really what this storyline needs right now. The best way that I've heard that I will continue to trumpet this is maybe at like day one or something, you do Roman and Seth in a ladder match for both belts and they both <sighs> grab one. No, I, I don't like, like personally, I think that's a really like, it's a cop-out way of doing it. It's a, the best but, you're going to get. But it probably is the best way to do it. And it then is... you can have Cody win the Rumble and then face Seth at WrestleMania night one for the WWE Championship and have Roman and Rock for the Undisputed, or for the Universal Championship. Yeah. I, do, I think I mean, it's the best you're going to get. You have to do the Rumble because they're not doing day one now, are they? Yeah. We're not getting a no, pay-per-view. Right, We're not doing a pay-per-view right. from Survivor Series till the Rumble. Yeah. It's just mad. It's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. Well, you do it on a big SmackDown. The... the New Year's you, premiere. You do it or at something. the Rumble. Yeah. Like, yeah, you do it at the Royal do Rumble. It at the Rumble. Yeah. You gotta fill that stadium. It's what, one year on then from the yeah. match they had uh, Royal Rumble this year? They like doing that. Becky and Asuka had their their rematch a year later yeah. at the same mm-hmm. pay per view. It is like, it's it's almost like the best of a bad bunch of ideas, I yes. guess. The best I, idea would be to not unify these belts a yeah. year ago. Oh, well, yeah. The yeah. second best idea, I think, is this one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I think that's fair. I, I also wouldn't be opposed to the idea. If they end up doing some way to get to Roman defending his belts, one on night one, one on night two, and you have Sami Zayn cast Roman Reigns' belt on night one, I think that's fun. Yeah, like it's, I mean, I, I, before Accidentally. We, yeah. Before we do get to the Rumble, though, I did actually want to ask about War Games. Mm-hmm. Because War Games is our next big thing. We've got Crown Jewel tomorrow. But really, like, it's... The Saudi Arabia show. It's yeah. the it's the, the the freak show attraction thing of doing Roman Reigns versus YouTube megastar and influencer Logan Paul. One lucky shot. Match is going to be great. I mean, it's probably going to be great because I, be great. I've yet to see a bad Logan Paul match. It's yeah. just that I couldn't care less about it. And he's going to get that one lucky punch on Roman Reigns and everyone's going to go, oh my God. And then he's going to get a two, full, uh, two count and everyone's going to go, that was a very good near fall. Yeah. It's going to be great. Oh, I mean, it's going to be Jay's fault, and mm-hmm. it'll be because Sammy wasn't there. Sammy won't be there. Sammy won't, won't be there. there. He's not allowed to be there. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I actually didn't think about that yeah, at all, but that's really nice. Because they are, because we know the Usos are there because they're defending their tag titles against mm-hmm. um, Butch and the other lad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, yeah, that's quite interesting. Mm. But once we get through Crown Jewel and we can sort of move past away from this Logan Paul thing, who has been quite terrible on television? It's not been great. Yeah, not fantastic. I, I just think he bungled, like he had one of the key lines or key moments to this bloodline feud, which is that Jade still has eyes on that world title and winning it off of it. But he just bungled that execution and saying that line massively. That it's now like a, a pivotal part of the story, but really when you go back and look at it, it was never really done 
well no. because mm-hmm. Logan Paul's bad at what he does at times and just completely effed it. Yeah. But it's now like, so, but I think once we've done that and we can get to war games, do you still want to see the bloodline in war games? I yes. do. Yeah, who would you put them up against? That's point? the question, isn't it? Well, Pete's got. I'd also say not necessarily who to put them up against. I don't think you have Roman in war games. You have Sammy Solo and the Usos in war games. That's your team of four, and you can have them maybe lose, and maybe Roman gets mad about it. Maybe that can instigate some sort of more more tension going forward. I don't know, I... and that could maybe set up a challenger for Roman Reigns, depending on who wins the war games. I think you have Roman in War Games, and it's Roman, the Usos, Solo, and Sammy against Team of Five. Yes, mm-hmm. you can do that. You can do yeah. anything you want in Absolutely. War Games. Yeah. You do that against Drew, Kevin Owens, and uh, the Brawling Brutes with Sheamus, because they they beat mm. him up and took him off TV. That's, That's a good. reason to rope him into all of this, and then you can set up Sheamus yeah. versus Roman so Reigns as a still, challenger at some point during December. You're still doing the sort of story that we thought they might do. Mm. It's just you've just pressed pause on this Cammy Sammy stuff, and this actually could be Cammy. This Cammy. Kevin Sammy their stuff. ship name. So you can yeah. almost do like this is almost like the unpausing. Of yeah. that story is to start doing the Kevin Sammy stuff because it can inst- it can start again inside War Games. You have a stare down between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Everyone else is down in the match, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in two rings looking across from each other. And everyone and they just like kind of look with this sorrowful look at each other, like oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And then they start doing the fight that they do, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, Oh no, I don't want to see these two fight. It's my, be great. My only other pitch that I would like to make for it. And it's more of a case of kind of like what you were saying earlier about like, you know, potentially setting up another challenger for Roman or whatever. Mm. But like, I kind of like this idea of just pitching it as a dream match. Oh, dang, I need to watch this. It's Imperium. Mm. And you just do like, particularly if you get Thatcher as well. So you, can oh, have yeah. like, yeah. so you can have like the yeah. full four on four and you know maybe it's not solo it's like the uso sammy and roman to do mm. a four on four thing but just because on that poster you've then got bloodline versus imperium mm-hmm. like two like arguably the the biggest stables that are on smackdown right yeah, now absolutely that to me just sort of feels like it's the only other thing i could think of that you would do that's not it's not storyline driven but a like oh wow we're doing that match and then that kind of teases the idea of doing Walter Roman down the line or like Walter Roman at the Rumble or something like that or like a real big SmackDown. Icy Champ versus Uwu Champ. I would love for them to do Walter Roman after Roman has dropped his belts, I think. Hmm? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. He said that and then didn't believe it. And then backed out, backed out my own idea. Because I just, I don't want Walter to face Roman if he's going to be telegraphed that Walter's going to lose. I don't want him to face Roman for the belts or whatever before WrestleMania because we know we're probably going to be getting to the Rock or Cody Rhodes or whoever mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. I want him to face it after that so we have the uncertainty of being like, he could win. Because I think between now and Mania, Roman isn't dropping the belts. Anyone that faces Roman yeah, between yeah. now and that's Mania, we're going to be like, mm, Roman's winning. But afterwards, we're going to be like, now it's open season. Anybody could beat Roman at this point. And you, if you have Walter at WrestleMania Backlash or whatever show they're going to do post-Mania, that's an interesting match right there. I think that's quite spicy because you could totally see Walter legitimately winning. Yeah. That would be really cool. And actually, I mean, we haven't really mentioned him, and it hasn't really been mentioned for a while either, but Austin Theory... Still hasn't actually. He has a money in the bank. He's got a money thing. in the bank contract, and the, the the report was that we might be taking money in the bank off the money in the bank pay per view, getting rid mm. of that as a pay per view concept, just putting money in the bank back on 
WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah. And it's a good way, like, you know, night one, night two, you can do the men's match on one night, yep. the women's match on, I love on that another idea. night. I, I think it's actually a, a much better thing than doing the pay-per-view itself. I think from a content and program perspective, that is a good idea to do. Night one, night two, men's, women's, that sounds great. From a business WWE perspective, if they can sell out a stadium based off the Money in the Bank name as, a, as a show. As we've seen well, last they did, year. They did, what, didn't they do Allegiant? Or did they move it? They moved it because they couldn't. Because they couldn't sell the tickets, yeah. right. Mm. So if they could, <laughs> then I could see them keeping it as its own show because the yeah. name is a, 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 is a decent enough draw at this point. But the point I was going to make with that is that it means that Austin Theory has now got less time to do his cash mm. in than he had mm. yeah. previously because yeah. it would have run up until Money in the Bank in June or July or whatever yeah. it is, mm -hmm. but now it might be ending in April. Mm -hmm. So It's an annoying wrinkle in all of this, isn't it? It is an annoying wrinkle, but I think he is going to be the first person to just never cash it in. And like they'll just he'll be in the Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania and just not win. Or either he just wins it again. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't win and he should, he's the first person to hold onto the belt for quote a full year end mm -hmm. quote and you could just run that on commentary he had it for a full year and he never cashed it in yeah mm -hmm. he didn't he didn't really but like you can yeah. run with that completely does yeah. that permanently tarnish austin theory yeah, but yes but they shouldn't have put it on him in the first but this again like the they probably shouldn't have unified those belts yeah no they shouldn't and that's kind of another reason i want to get roman as, as one belt instead of two is that austin theory has another person that he could cash in on um but I think the running out of time story would work, but if he ends up actually cashing it in before the time runs out, but he gets close and is getting desperate every week on week on week, he's like trying every week and someone something stops him every yeah. week. That's a fun story, but it, I think it should end with him actually cashing it, not just be like, out of time. Whoops. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of like, because if you do it on night two, like the men's ladder matches, mm -hmm. night two of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you've got like all night, night one. one it's yeah. him trying to cash in and yeah. like, you know, have a universal championship match with Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, who's then, you know, not having a match on night one. He's only on night two. Like, I think there's some fun stuff to be had yeah. around there. Because mm -hmm. they have been doing the, you know, him trying to cash in and being thwarted. Like he tried to cash in at SummerSlam, but Brock Lesnar took him out. He tried to cash in at Clash of the Castle, but uh, Tyson Fury took him mm -hmm. out. Like maybe they'll try and, like, I reckon he'll cash in at um, Crown Jewel, but Jake Paul will knock him out. That's mm -hmm. a good call. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they'll just, you can keep running this story of like the constant trying to cash in and the constant failures of not even getting to that point. So, yeah, that WrestleMania night one is this desperation last act I've got. I've got like tonight and the first two matches of night two before I can cash this thing in. Mm -hmm. And it kind of gets it off of him. And at least, I, I, I don't know if it does tarnish him because at least it has been a decent story. If anything, the what's tarnished him more is the fact that he never wins on TV. Like all he does is just lose on TV at this point. He looked great on Raw though. The best he looked in months he looked on Raw. In his match against Seth Rollins, so easy. Looked good in defeat. I mean, yeah, put him in there with the best worker in the country. <laughs> yeah, no work. Like, yeah. But like, he held his own against yeah. Seth and he got a ton of offense, ton of near falls and it was his cockiness that cost him the match and everyone was like, damn, Austin Theory is really good. On, that's what you need to do. On that note, just to kind of cycle back to the, the Kevin Owens thing, mm. has WWE putting a pause on this storyline hurt Kevin Owens in a way? Because there was, a, when they made Owens cool again, mm -hmm. and maybe I'm just sort of talking from like our little bubble of things, but like certainly on our shows and like the live chats that we had and the ultra chats and the comments we had, I was like, 
brilliant. Owens is finally back. This is the prize fighter Kevin Owens. This is the Kevin Owens I've always wanted on the main roster. I'm so glad that he's finally back. Great, they're putting him in a feud with Roman Reigns. Man, I cannot wait for the Sami Zayn storyline. They're going to win the tag belts. They're going to be the team that's going to dethrone the Usos. And by putting pause on that, and then him not being featured on TV really at all, like he was on one episode of NXT and has done like a handful of things on Raw, he's just not been seen. And it's it's not like as bad as this, but it's almost like Miro in AEW in a way of like you are just getting so hot and then all of a sudden like bam you're not on TV anymore mm. bam you non-factor you're not on TV now what and that and that Miro has never really recovered from that like can Owens I don't think Owens will re- I think Owens will recover from this because he's great but has this in some way ruined some of that momentum well yes I think it's ruined the momentum I don't think it's hurt him I do think it's just been He's plateaued. You hit pause. Plateaued is a good you word. hit pause instead of stop, basically. Yeah. You know, it's not dead. It's just on hold for now. I do agree because I was looking at this whole like first few weeks of the Triple H era and being like, wow, look at this main event scene they've got all of a sudden. They got Drew and then they got Kevin Owens and then they got Sami Zayn and all these things. Karrion Cross is mixed in. Yeah. But but he was like in he the was at the time. Yeah, yeah, he was a, a legitimate challenger. It seemed like it at the time. And now I don't feel that hot on Kevin Owens. So I do think that he's taken that step back. But I do think that we can get him back to that point. Basically, once we want to include him in the story, I think having him not on TV is significantly better than having him off in this specific example, because having him on TV and him constantly saying, I need to go for Roman Reigns. Yeah. I need to be universal champion. And then him not doing that for months and months and months. Be like, what are you doing then, Kevin? Go find Roman Reigns. Why are you here? And not doing the thing you're talking about. Having him talk about Roman Reigns. I'm going to come after the bloodline. I want, I should be universal champion interactions with Sami Zayn. And then him not being featured at all. I think when he returns that music hits after, I don't know, Sami Zayn's alone in the ring after being kicked out of the bloodline or whatever. Kevin Owens' music hits. Everyone instantly will be right back at that level. Be like, oh, Kevin Owens! Oh my God, yes! And everyone's going to be right back in the story where we left off. It is a pause. I don't think it's actually hurt him that much. Not to get away from this specific question, but I want to pose a question regarding Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and a few different possibilities. Because Ollie Davis very correctly pointed out that rarely happens. Elimination Chambers in Montreal. I pointed that out to you. Is it really? Yeah, it is. It's in Montreal. Yeah, it is. Oh, well, I mean, uh-huh. like, uh-huh. like that's, uh-huh. that's the time to do the reunion, right? And then so, do Owens and Zayn versus the Usos at Mania. What do you, what would you rather do? Would you rather have the split happen before that and do Roman versus Sammy in Montreal or would you rather then do Roman versus Kevin Owens in Montreal with Sammy on the side, kind of like, you know, AJ Styles versus Kota Ibushi with Kenny Omega on the side, mm-hmm. where you can have that, like, they look at each other, and they pause, and there's that mm-hmm. moment, and then that's when the finish happens. I think the crux of the Sami Zayn-related bit of this story happens at that show. But yeah. I, again, and this is why this storyline is so good, I have no idea what that's going to be. Yeah. yeah. I Like, me, me and you spoke about this briefly. I think we spoke about it on the SmackDown podcast, maybe. When we're talking about uh, Elimination Chamber being in Montreal, it's like you could have Roman versus Sami at that show 
Sammy loses, but Kevin Owens consoles him and says, no, we're still going to take down the bloodline. Me and you need to take down the users and get their tag titles off. And then we can sort out Roman afterwards. We're going to take down the bloodline from the inside. We're going to take out the foundation and then we'll go for the, the peak afterwards again. It kind of like gets him back on his feet afterwards. Or you could do the turn. Sammy's kicked out of the bloodline at Elimination Chamber and Kevin Owens does the reunion there. You could just do the heartbreaking in front of the fans. Sammy Zayn gets kicked out of the bloodline. Full stop. That's the end of the show heartbreaking but then he can have like hometown ovation while he's just lying in the ring and soaking up the the crowd afterwards that's cool you could do the owens thing then just for the live crowd yeah like you cut the show there and uh, i think uh, that should be on tv well here is why i would say you could do that because one of I, and i'm looking to the bray wyatt thing bray wyatt's storyline started via social media and it started by people sharing videos if you then had loads of people sharing videos of the owens insane reunion all of a sudden that's all twitter is talking about the following day and that's all the things that's being shared around and wwe love them shares I think you'd get the same effect if you did it on the show. Because I think it would be such a well-received segment that people would be sharing it anyway. And being like, oh my god, my heart, when this segment happened. Clip of the segment. I, st- I still think it would get shared around. Yeah, um, I see that side As much. So. I think you could do both. Honestly, I don't know that I wouldn't have the split happen before that. And even if you could absolutely telegraph that Roman would win this match, I think you could do roman versus sammy and just have that be the big sammy Zayn baby face coming out match and have that hometown crowd be so behind him and have him get like this close so close like a vintage nxt sammy Zayn baby face performance because if you want to rebrand him as this baby face like full and true baby face you're not going to have a better response to a big match than in that building is, oh, sorry do you want to you go because i've got, I, sorry, I've got, I literally a, just I've got another pitch. idea i've got a pitch i'd like to make go for it no you, you go and then i'll make my pitch uh, my, i had another idea which is you do at the, prior to that rumble whenever sammy Zen's kicked out the bloodline injured written off tv uh, kevin owens versus roman reigns at elimination chamber kevin owens loses post-match beatdown sammy Zayn makes the save afterwards that's his big return is a uh, in montreal rejoins with kevin owens to save him from bloodline beatdown afterwards mm, that's pretty realistic here's my pitch i've just thought this off the top of my head so it, I, it could do with some refinement here maybe some workshopping uh sammy zane lucks his way into becoming the number one contender at elimination chamber through some like accidental means he becomes the number one contender mm-hmm, to the title mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you then the build for it is look roman i'm not gonna go for your belt like come elimination chamber i'm just gonna lay down in the ring mm-hmm. and roman spends the whole time being like i believe you and i buy this mm-hmm. and then you tell the story of in the match that moment when sammy just goes for a roll-up yeah and then tries to get and then roman's look of like oh that's what we're doing is mm-hmm. it and sammy's like yeah okay so like, like <laughs> I, i'm sorry to then you have the big long beat down yeah. of sammy in the match that's then so you good. get that big sammy then you essentially the match becomes the baby face turn mm-hmm. it's fun of when he oh, then, these are all such good ideas with that idea too you could have the entire month build up to elimination chamber bj saying don't trust don't trust him. him don't trust him, don't trust him. oh because it's, it's, so ve- it's very in sammy's nature yeah. To go for that pin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you tr- could totally have like Sonosakoa backing up Sammy and being like, look, he's done great stuff for us in the bloodline. Why don't you trust him? Jay on the outside when he goes to that roll up shouting, I told you so. Yeah. Oh, God. I told you so. It's such a good idea. <laughs> oh. I, I'd, I'd love for it to be like, there's been tension between Sammy and Roman up to this point, And it's just like a, 
yeah, okay, no, you, you'll lie down for me in the ring, but you can tell, like, Roman is thinking, like, I don't know if I can trust this guy kind of thing. It's Sam, such, Sammy, like, a good... Sammy just looking at the belt. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Off camera, oh, while Roman's man. kind of promo on someone, just, like, just looking at that yeah, belt. Yeah, like, 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 Sammy helps Roman win at the Rumble, whatever match it, that he's in, and he hands him the belts afterwards, and holds onto it for a little bit too long. Just uh, says to Paul Heyman, oh, I'll, I'll carry that belt yeah, yeah, yeah. for you if you I'll, want. I'll <laughs> take it to Roman for you. Don't worry, Paul. Paul's like, <laughs> Paul would be melodramatic. You know, yeah. taking my job away from me kind of face. Oh, this is... This guys, is why this is fun. That's why this story is fun, right? Yeah. You just said then. Like, because like, any of these possibilities are oh, really good. Right. And it yeah. allows you as the fans to be like, man, wouldn't it be great if they did this? Yeah. Oh, and if you did this, then you could uh-huh, do this. Uh-huh. And you've got a very clear end end goal of this, which is that Owens and Zayn defeat the Usos to become the Undisputed Tag Team yeah. Champions. That feels like step one. Yeah. Step two of this really does feel that you can end this with Sami Zayn as the champion. I want it so bad! Yeah. I never thought I would be sat here being like man it really feels like we could get Sami Zayn WWE champion you know some people have said oh man like El Generico I would say they're two different people but like Mm -hmm. you never thought it would happen yeah this really feels like a time when I could talk about Sami Zayn as WWE champion yeah I also just a little thing add on of my idea if he gets kicked out of the bloodline before and makes the save for Kevin Owens at Elimination Chamber he comes back with shaved hair, shaved beard, and oh. his old NXT oh. Sammy comes little back hat. again with a little hat. <laughs> his, his old theme song is back. Yeah, yeah. And he comes out proper old NXT theme. I they, want it. Because they've still got that thing. Because people said, like, oh, you can't do it because it's a CFO track, right? Yeah. But they, lo- they use loads of CFO tracks yeah. on yeah. the show. So you could probably get that track back. Yeah. And that would be like the, yeah, imagine playing that song in Montreal oh, as well. I, it, it, your it. whole point, it, it throws me back to a segment from like years and years ago where it was right after Kevin Owens won the Universal Championship in 2016 and they do a backstage bit on mm. Raw and Sami Zayn was just like, listen, you may have gotten to that belt first, but I will be Universal Champion. And then like it never happened and I was always just kind of like, oh, <laughs> poor Sami. And then Sammy. He, he turns heel the next year and get further and further away from this idea of him being this underdog champion and it's like well it's never gonna happen now and this is the closest we have been to that since then and again i keep calling this like triple h's Sami Zayn babyface restoration project because he is going to be as over as he was in nxt and that will be such a feather in the cap of triple h coming out of all this it's triple h getting to do his daniel bryan story yeah. yeah but like you know done good this time done right yeah. done, yeah. On done on purpose yeah, that, that's the best way to do it. done on purpose yeah. this time absolutely oh god i want all of this i can't wait for next year yeah Literally, right i cannot wait for next i'm really st- i'm like i'm just i just want to get through crown jewel because i just need to get through all of crown the, jewels and un- i can just get through the local barrier stuff. it is yeah. an unhelpful barrier but then i can look towards war games mm. and then I can then start the build to the rumble. Yeah. And then be like, it's a two month build to mm. the rumble then to be like, what are yeah. we, where are we going? Who's going, we going in the rumble? Who's going to win the rumble? Is it going to, because there's also, you know, Cody Rhodes is still a factor in this yeah. because mm-hmm. Cody is still pegged to be the like, possibility to win the rumble. Mm-hmm. Is that really the question of like, okay, well then what does he do at WrestleMania? There's the rock thing as well. And should it happen, CM Punk, if Punk goes back, <laughs> that is going to throw a big spanner in a lot of works. 
Boy, it would, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? it just because you don't bring in CM Punk and then be like, but we're not putting you in a main event program, though. I mean, actually, I mean, maybe Triple H would. <laughs> be like, no, you're I mean, feuding with the Miz. He can get his much. WrestleMania main event of night one. <laughs> <laughs> night one of a four-night WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> the extravaganza. But it's just that, you know, the Undertaker match was a main event yeah. of that WrestleMania. <laughs> it was one of the main events. Mm-hmm. God. Right, let's wrap this up. Uh, any any last things we want to say on the on the bloodline? On uh, I mean, actually, on the topic at hand of pausing a storyline mm-hmm. to focus on this and going with the crowd. Like, like final thoughts. Wrap this up, Pete. It good. Do it more. Tempest. This is how wrestling should work. <laughs> Listening <laughs> to the fans. Let the fans guide you. Oh, it's wonderful stuff. Yeah, yeah. And if you're comment on this is and i don't think this is an unfair comment this is basic storytelling why are you praising it so much i think it just says a lot of just what wrestling has been Mm -hmm. uh, for a long long time so yeah yeah it is basic storytelling but man am i glad to have it i'll i'll take it any day yeah that is going to do it for this episode of the Blackpool Content Club. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, please do leave your comments down below. Press the thumbs up button. If you've made it this far and this is your first video, please do press the subscribe button. And until then, I... Oh, actually, tomorrow, before we do this, tomorrow it is going to be the live reactions. It's a double mm. feature episode as well because we've got the SmackDown review. Yourself, Tempest, and Sat Yini mm-hmm. talking about SmackDown and Crampage. Yes. Although less Crampage. There's only two matches this week. So far. There'll but be another one, it's probably. Ju- it's, ju- it's all Shabbat, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I hope so. It's all Shabbat. We get an hour of Shabbat, I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've also got Madison Rain in the Sky Blue. Uh, 55 <laughs> minutes of Shabbat? <laughs> I'm okay with that. Team, like two weeks ago, whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Anyway, so they'll be doing uh, SmackDown and Crampage, and then almost directly afterwards, Tempest will be defending his Jam That Championship against Oliver Davis at Crown Jewel. And then we'll be doing the AE- oh, sorry, doing the podcast review of Crown Jewel on the Sunday. So big weekend. So you may want to subscribe and enable notifications to always on so you know when the videos go live. Till then, I have been Luke Cohen, D-A-D. That has been Chopper Pete Quinnell. That has been your Quizzlemania and Jam That Champion. Do the thing. Tempest. Go watch Survival Series. Go watch Survival Series on Parts of Unknown. It's an excellent, excellent show, and we bloody loved making it. We will see you tomorrow on this channel. Jam that jam. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 